Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Vegan View. Today is a very exciting episode. We have a very special guest that we have been dying to get on the show. We have Miss Amanda Sevilla. She is a registered dietitian, a content creator, and a sole purpose coach. And I cannot wait to pick your brain. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Gosh, such a big question. Yes. <laughs> like, do you want the two-hour conversation? Or like the 10 minute? <laughs> Happy medium. Okay, okay. So because we mostly talk about veganism and that's yeah. how we all kind of met each other and that's how we got into the same circle. Mm-hmm. I started off, I would say in this vegan world, because I am like a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um I was just a college student and I was very curious about diets and I saw this one girl on YouTube eat like a lot of bananas and I was like, that's really dumb. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. You were sucked in. I was like, I think you're wrong because at that time I was also planning on being um, a doctor. So I was like, as a future medical professional, I think that this needs to be experimented and proved wrong. Yeah. Because like, you know. Research. For science. Yes, for science. (laughs) And then little did I know that I actually had like probably a very like heavy carb deficiency because I started eating that much fruit and like that many carbs. And I was like, oh my God, I can study so much better. Like I can actually run further. I can actually exercise better. What is going on? So then I did more research. And like you said, I was kind of sucked into it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't continue living life the way that I lived knowing what I know, Mm -hmm. especially for the environment and for ethics and the animals. Um, And then again, as a medical professional or future medical professional, I learned about how eating a plant-based diet can um, like reverse, halt Mm -hmm. symptoms of heart disease, diabetes, and hypertension. And these are all things that like my Filipino family, I have a Filipino background, like we, they all have some sort of high cholesterol, heart disease, like hypertension, diabetes. And I just thought that that was something that you get when you get older like okay I saw all my aunts and uncles kind of pop pills time to take my metformin or like oh I can't eat bananas because it's too much sugar and I was just like okay I guess this is this thing that we get when we get older but when I learned about veganism um I realized wow there's more to this than just accepting your fate like we can actually be proactive in these things and again like I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to make sure I knew about nutrition so I changed my major to nutrition I still stayed vegan obviously um and then in this process like nobody around me was vegan and I knew that there were people on social media if I met that if I knew who Freely the banana girl was. Like, I'm not going to hide her name. Thank you for bringing me here. Yeah. <laughs> Although after a while, I kind of fell off and I was like, I 
think I do want to eat oil. Like, right. I, yeah. I love oil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good pad thai, like, I yes. that. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not the same. Yes. Um, so I made a social media account and honestly just posted everything that I ate, like, three times a day and, like, followed people. And it was, like, 2015, 2016, that was a time for social media to yes. just boom. It was, like, so easy for organic um, growth. Mm-hmm. And I met so many amazing people in the vegan community and I just kept going through this journey of like learning myself and long story short veganism was the kind of gateway to me opening up to see that we as humans and as sentient beings and animals and just living things in this world are all one and so that spirituality started coming in a lot stronger and I did a lot of self-growth and self-love during like my early 20s like that those foundational mm-hmm. years and through my platform I've just been sharing like little bits and pieces of me I felt like at some point I couldn't only talk about food and I wanted to talk about the things like around food and the things that you know that matter because food is only one aspect of health there's like community self-love and respect and like yeah. that spirituality piece yeah. And of course, sleep and exercise and all that stuff. But it all comes from the mind mm-hmm. and from our heart. And these are the things that I love to talk about on my platform today. So that's like the short version. Oh, I love it so much. I love that. Thank you. And I just have to say, your skin is stunning. I know. I know. I was like, your skin, beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Or knows what she's doing. Yeah. She knows what she's talking about. The proof is in the pudding. It's not hydration. This is not coffee. <laughs> Water. Cheers to that. But also jeans. Like, yeah. eating healthy and exercising, sleeping well, and like keeping stress down are very important. But I do really think that a big part of it is jeans. Like, my mom is not the picture of health, but her skin is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to lie about that. Right, right. I think, yeah, it's so important. Like, we, we've mentioned it before that, you know, veganism is not a cure-all for everything, of totally. course. Like, yeah. and, and I would love to know more about, like, food and how that does, like, affect somebody's health. Like, how important is diet? You know, you being a registered dietitian, like, how important is that in yeah. somebody's health journey? I think it's important. Um to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's always like this end where people are just eating French fries and burgers or (laughs) like eating one meal a day and like smoking cigarettes. And then there's this end where people are like scared to eat anything else. And so all the stress that this person would have put in their body is now like mental stress in this person, if that makes sense. I'm very Mm -hmm. much like, I need you guys to see the diagrams. (laughs) So food is important, obviously, like all of our tissues, all of our cells are made up of the things that we eat. And so we want these things to be broken down well, assimilated, and like reformed into healthy components of our bodies. Mm-hmm. But if we are also stressed out about the food choices that we make, then that just takes away from like the fun part of it. Mm-hmm. So like food is important, I would say like 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's that 20% where if you can just like let loose and have fun and enjoy what you're eating, like mm-hmm. that's also important right. that's what i think is like health when you can balance all these things and not sweat like i'm gonna eat some candy today or yeah. i'm gonna eat some french fries like 
we're not going to die if we right. eat unhealthy just a little bit, yeah. like even once a day. Right. Yeah. And you subscribe to intuitive eating, I know. Mm-hmm. And for people who maybe are watching this and are like, I have no idea what intuitive eating is. Can you explain what that is and like how you came to that approach? Yes, totally. So intuitive eating is a self-care framework. Um, it's not only about food. And it's based off of 10 guiding principles that allow a person to kind of learn more about themselves so that they can make an intuitive decision on what they want to eat. So it combines um, like internal wisdom, right? Like, okay, eating a family sized bag of potato chips did not feel good yesterday. That's Mm. internal wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then it also combines external wisdom of like the USDA food guidelines recommend that I eat three to four servings of fruit a day. Mm -hmm. And we take both of these things and bring it together so that we can make a good decision. So it's like maybe eating a little bit of potato chips would be good, right? Because yesterday it didn't feel good. Right. Um, and then eating some fruit would also feel good because we know that from the external wisdom point. And then there's always that piece of awareness of mindfulness in the body. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it is that there's no necessarily rules to it. Yes, there are 10 principles, but it's like just guidelines and so really quickly like i'm not going to name them all but just so that you guys have a good understanding of it um some of the principles are like to reject the diet mentality because Mm -hmm. we can't truly listen to our internal bodies if we're constantly listening to like need to be slim thick need to have like a big booty like Mm -hmm. you need to have small arms and like Mm -hmm. a a flat stomach Mm -hmm. um it's hard to really listen to your body when we're constantly thinking like oh man maybe i should change according to external and then there's listening to your hunger and fullness um exercising or just moving your body to feel good Mm -hmm. and then what else finding the satisfaction factor you know how like when you eat food and it doesn't have something crunchy Mm -hmm. and you're like maybe if i had something crunchy like i'll feel great Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's even sensory where it's like the satisfaction factor can be eating with other people or playing some really relaxing music to really make that meal rounded out Mm -hmm. um and so those are some of the tenets of intuitive eating that i really love because it just puts us in the driver's seat of what we're doing Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people get into trouble um meaning they like they're kind of separated from their choices because they're not in the driver's seat they put like an influencer in the driver's seat or like noom in the driver's seat and not really are able to make their decisions and i'm all about autonomy yes Um, i'm an air sign so i just like love having that freedom but like you know some guidelines Mm -hmm. and the way i came across intuitive eating was actually already as a dietitian Mm -hmm. so for a little bit of background i had an eating disorder in high school and I think that's what got me started on like being interested in nutrition. Yeah. And I went through like recovery. Um, I actually went into a clinic for it and I saw like therapists and dietitians long term, but they never really taught me about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And I like when I was kind of shifting out of like that high raw, super high fruit way of eating with um, like veganism, I kept hearing about like, oh, eat, just eat your fat and protein intuitively. And I was like, what does that even mean? So intuitively, I just did that. But I learned that there were actual books and resources. So mm, wow. there is a book and it's trademarked. So it's intuitive eating is a framework that's trademarked by two dietitians. Um, and 
they came up with this whole system. So I read the book and I was like, oh my God, like I wish that I learned this when I was going through my recovery. Because it goes into the depths of like behavioral science as well. Mm -hmm. Um, My therapists and the dietitians never asked me like how my parents acted around food. Mm -hmm. So for me, a big thing was like, I always finished my plate of food and I didn't think that it was abnormal until I realized like, I actually don't have to finish it, but my parents aren't immigrants. So Mm -hmm. they told me that if I didn't finish my food, like a child in a third world country would fall over and probably die of starvation. (laughs) So I was like traumatized, like I have to finish everything. Yeah. And even if you don't feel like it, you know. Exactly, even if I don't feel like it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm disrespecting like whoever made the food, whoever bought the food for me. So that's what I grew up with. But when I learned about intuitive eating, I was like, oh wait, it's actually like the way my parents acted too that influenced the way that I think about food. Mm. And so these are some things that I incorporate into my own counseling now as I ask them like, where does that belief come from? Mm -hmm. Because that was never asked to me. Um, Another example is like, I never heard my mother say anything nice about her body. Mm -hmm. And that like, I guess I internalized that because for a long time, I've worked a lot on myself now. So now I'm like, hyping myself up all the time like I just stand in the mirror I'm like you're great but before that before I did that work it was so hard for me to say nice things to myself and that's a big part of intuitive eating is respecting your body we don't have to love our body but like really respecting it for what it is and Mm -hmm. I never had role models like that Mm -hmm. and that's I think another big reason what like drew me to intuitive eating Mm -hmm. and like I'm just a natural teacher so obviously I want to share that with other people as well yeah I love that so much because I feel like a lot of times because there is so much content out there around food and around what we should be eating and you know you mentioned like following influencers and eating what they eat and like there is such danger in that you know like it's one thing to take inspiration from people's meals and it's another thing to like watch somebody's what I eat a day that's telling you this is what I eat a day to look like this Mm -hmm. and then like following that and expecting the same results when like your body is different from that person's body and like you may need different things than they need and like that's you know something that I feel like a lot of people don't think about so I love that you mentioned that and just how like intuitive that's what's appealing to me about intuitive eating is just that like it's listening to yourself and like tuning more into you Mm. and like yeah have the potato chips if you want the potato chips Mm -hmm. just don't eat the whole bag till you feel sick you know (laughs) because that ends up not being intuitive that's like self-sabotage that's like um people who start eating out of like emotional tendencies will do that and then they will feel like crap and a lot of my clients will say like well I just honestly feel like I deserve that and so there's like a layer way deeper Mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed and that's what's interesting to me it's like yes we know about nutrition like you can google what are the like highest sources of vitamins and minerals in foods like google is literally like it can teach us anything Mm -hmm. right but to actually peel back the layers of what holds us back from really like serving ourselves as caretakers is not so easily found on Google. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just taking it all in. in. Just like realizing I have some internal work (laughs) (laughs) Well that's okay. Yeah, for people who are interested in intuitive eating, I've always said like I've never like looked into intuitive eating, but I do feel like I just naturally kind of subscribe to that myself. Mm -hmm. Like I don't restrict, you know, I eat the dessert if I want to eat the dessert and like yeah, if I eat 
a ton of junk food one day, I know that it's not going to feel great and I'm probably going to like eat something that makes me feel a little bit better the next day. Exactly. And like that doesn't mean I'm not going to have anything junky the next day. If I mm-hmm. want it, I'll still have it. I'm not going to punish myself. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so that's that's just always kind of been like a natural thing for me, I feel like, because I was so – I you know we all grew up in the same era so we all had the yeah. 90s magazines and, and the mom the mom shame talk like I relate to that so much too yeah. like I think a lot of people probably do that are our age I mean it was just that was you know it was we grew up in the Kate Moss era and oh where Jessica Simpson Twiggy. was overweight yeah Twiggy and like mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson was overweight when she like looked amazing like yeah. you know but the media tore her apart for that so it's it's like we grew up in in that and that's now like what we think and I feel like that was so unappealing and then doing crash diets and realizing yeah. how crappy you feel afterwards. Totally. Like you just kind of look for something mm-hmm. a little more freeing. So for people who want to do intuitive eating, like where, where should they start? I think it starts with um, really evaluating how much trust you have in yourself. I love the way that you described it for you because it really sounds like you trust your body and like mm-hmm. you trust yourself and you've experimented enough to know like, okay, well, if I eat what I want to eat, I actually won't explode. Yeah. I actually will feel fine. And if I go to a vegan fest and try everything, I might actually feel like eating a salad and, like, really fresh food the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. experience that. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's a lot about, you know, evaluating how much trust you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. I always tell people when, it, when we start anything, intuitive eating, e- eating vegan, it's really about, like, the internal work first before doing anything else. Mm. Also understanding why do you want to intuitively eat? Mm. What does your life look like right now? How is the way that you're eating, the way that you're treating food, the way that you're treating your body really holding you back? Mm. Holding on to that why really helps us go forward. Um, and the next thing is, I mean, I'm a reader. So if you are a reader, if you like audiobooks, maybe listening to the book um, Intuitive Eating by Evelyn mm-hmm. Tribble and Elise Resch would be wonderful. And you can just like Amazon or Google that like Intuitive Eating. That's the title. It's like these two girls on the cover. <laughs> so reading that would also be very, very helpful. Um, but also just experimenting, like eat a cookie today and see mm-hmm. how that feels. Like try something that is usually uncomfortable for you just a little bit, you know? Like you don't wanna dive straight into the ocean, but maybe walk out onto the shore, feel the water on your feet, realize you're safe, and then maybe go a little bit closer or like further and have the water at your knees. And then, okay, I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. Wade out a little bit more, it's at your waist. Okay, I'm safe. So it's just kind of taking gradual steps to realize like, oh, I can actually trust my body, I can swim. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, no, I'm stuck here. I feel like I'm going to drown because that's really overwhelming. Some people are amazing and they do that overnight and like bravo to you. But to the general public, I would recommend just starting out slow and seeing how it feels. And then by starting out slow, you might also be able to find where you need that support. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know how to honor my hunger and fullness, but I'm having trouble with breaking the pattern of emotional eating. Because I see clients for intuitive eating and they don't need help on all aspects of it, but Mm -hmm. it's just like specific ones. There's one client I saw and we started with emotional eating and like she came back for a follow up and she was like, actually, that was literally it. Like, I realized I just eat when I'm angry. So now I don't. (laughs) And like, I'm good with everything. And of course, it's not going to be everyone. But, you know, just starting off with one or two things at a time Mm -hmm. might help you get there. 
I feel like that's something that I'm lucky that I grew up in a household that didn't like force me to finish my food. We Mm -hmm. actually like didn't eat together. I kind of just like took my food to the room (laughs) and that was it. There was no like conversation about like how much to eat, how much not to eat, Mm -hmm. anything like that. But I feel like I've become an emotional eater over the last year. I'll like takeout has become this thing where I'm just like, I'm super bummed. I'm just gonna order some food. It's like it's a treat. Like ritual. Yeah. yeah. And it, it like makes me happy when it gets there. And I'm like, okay, that's the little bit of like happy juice that yeah. I needed. And yeah. it's like become a thing. It's it doesn't even have to start early on in your life because yeah. literally this has developed over the last like year. And I'm like, okay, I really need to find a different way to find happiness. <laughs> yeah. this is getting a little toxic. And a little expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you get your food from. Like, I don't shop for clothes anymore. I just order takeout. So in my mind I justify it. That's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm definitely always like looking for healthy ways to change my relationship with food because I'm an emotional eater where it's mm-hmm. like I eat when I'm sad, mm-hmm. when I'm happy, <laughs> when I'm indifferent, <laughs> when I'm content. Like it's like an emotional thing like, oh, yeah, I'm really happy. Oh, I'm going to eat something that will make me even mm-hmm. more, you know, or oh, I'm like pissed off. Like I'm going to eat something that will make me feel better. Like yeah. I have like this relationship with food where it's just always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I'm definitely trying to find, like, that healthy way yeah. to, you know. Find that balance again. Yeah. <laughs> I would love – something we've been talking about a lot lately and, like, <laughs> in our group chats and on the show and everything is, like, um, ex-vegans, like, people who say that they were vegan for many, many years, they go back and, like, they always point to, like, very specific health issues. So mm-hmm. it's usually, like – loss of menstruation, their hair is thinning, um, they're tired all the time, they're super bloated, their skin, their, their skin is bad. Happy. And that's just, I'm, I'm just so curious, like from a professional standpoint, like you as a dietitian, a registered dietitian, like somebody comes to you and is explaining these problems and saying it's all veganism's fault. Like, how do you approach something like that? And like, what, what to you like stands out as like, you know, something that might be a source of, of symptoms like that? Right. Um, try harder. <laughs> I was like, she was, she was saying that, and I was like, oh, man, man, don't make the jokes. Don't make the jokes. I'm just like, yo, just try harder. Like, more research. But yeah. in all seriousness, um, there are some conditions that are really hard, mm-hmm. you know? And this is not to say that veganism can't solve them, but maybe they just didn't have the right support. Yeah, maybe they just didn't have faith in themselves and I'm lucky enough that I've never gotten to that point where Mm -hmm. I've like you know lost 30 pounds because my body's not absorbing anything but I can really understand like having that compassion piece like I can understand the desperation that people have when they're like veganism just didn't work for me blah 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 Mm -hmm. Um, if someone is going through that right now I think the first thing is like don't be too hard on yourself whatever decision you make like that's you and your body like only you and you alone will know mm-hmm. what was the best step right but i also think it's unfair to say that it's veganism's fault mm-hmm. because maybe your body was having some malabsorption issue due to something like in the past or maybe like mm-hmm. because you were eating a specific way while you were vegan or maybe it's like during the time period you were vegan you had some virus that like messed up your gut mm-hmm. and you're trying to fix that or like have that yeah. balance and you know do whatever you need to do to get back to balance but don't harp on veganism because it just didn't work for you right right yeah and what i hope for people who don't like who stop being vegan and then you know feel better i 
honestly, I hope that they find their way back to this lifestyle mm-hmm. in a way that works for them. Maybe yeah. the no oil life is not the life for them. Right. right. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. eating a lot of oil is also not for them too. Right. Yeah. They are so different. Mm-hmm. But I think especially with all the specialists and medical professionals that we have and like all the science that we have and products and like we're all here to try to make that happen for other people because we know that it can happen. I think that it's worth giving it another try. And the thing about trying is like, you're not committing to anything. You could just keep trying. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are looking for something to blame. (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. Beautifully said. (laughs) With compassion, too. (laughs) Sometimes we have a hard time with that, so I'm glad you brought that to the table. I'm like, they're all idiots. I hate them. (laughs) From a professional standpoint, it's nice to hear you say that because, yeah, I mean, you see a different you see a different aspect of it. We're seeing like the social media side of it. So of course, as content creators, we're like, you know, stop spreading misinformation. But then, you know, they're from a, you know, client perspective, like maybe these people are going through something that we just don't see. And like, um, they're just trying to find an answer and it makes them feel more at peace if they can blame veganism for it. And then say that, oh, eating eggs and fish now is my cure-all. And now I feel better miraculously. Everyone should do it. Like, I also feel like that's wrong too. Right. I'm very much like an anecdotal person. Like, this worked for me. This is the science for them, but this worked for me. Yeah. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's also just like a big thing where I just don't want the blame. Yeah. <laughs> so if you try it, like, I told you this was for me and not for you. <laughs> yeah. But there is a problem, in my opinion, when people come on and they're like, you have to eat eggs. It's like so much better for your body. Right. It's like, how do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. We don't I'm know doing that. great without them. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, maybe it is. Maybe that's... Maybe in this lifetime, you weren't really meant to be vegan. And who am I to take that away from your story? Yeah. But I think you can be. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could try, but yeah. you know, it's all yeah. up to you too. Yeah. Yeah. What is like the one thing that you see with all of your clients that you're like, oh, like people are not eating enough of this, like as a whole, like what's like a, is it a certain like vegetables, is it a certain nutrient that you feel like people really need to be like, oh, this is like something that people need to hone in on and like not forget about. Like, is there anything like that? Yes, well, I am biased because currently, so you know that I've talked about wanting to become a physician. Mm -hmm. I decided not to because I realized what I really wanted to learn was how to heal the body, but like in a language that I really vibe with. And so right now I'm studying Ayurveda, Mm -hmm. which is the world's oldest health system. It dates back to like 5,000 years ago. Um, And it's the sister science of yoga. So it very much encompasses nutrition and lifestyle and herbs and like body therapies and exercise, yoga, meditation, um, and even like psychotherapy as well for healing the whole person. And so when I'm talking to clients, I feel like a big thing is that we eat too many raw foods. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> I heard it, mm, what is that? <laughs> Joy eats a lot of food. Well, I want a raw cleanse to reset myself. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Until next Thursday. Okay, okay. But, yeah, that's no judgment. No, yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm like talking about this and I'm like, <laughs> I just feel like um, cooked food and like warm, like soupy foods isn't as popular or even yeah. sometimes isn't like, has talked up enough because mm-hmm. especially with like raw foodists and just vegans in general yeah um, the idea is that there are actually more nutrients in the living foods mm-hmm. but it's actually really hard to absorb what we can't bring 
down. Mm-hmm. And so when foods are already like cooked and kind of broken down, we can absorb all the nutrients that are in there a lot better. Mm-hmm. And personally, so for me, um, I went through this phase of like wanting to gain a lot of weight to rebalance my hormones. And I had a lot of trouble because I started just eating a lot more of what I was already eating, but yeah. my gut couldn't handle it because it was a lot of like dry and raw, crunchy foods. Mm-hmm. And what I actually needed was like more like warm consistency, like yeah. warm bowls, oatmeal, mm-hmm. not toast, things I could really like lubricate my insides Mm -hmm. um, and help me break it down and like digest a lot easier yeah and so kind of going back to your question about like the brittle hair and the nails and feeling really weak um, the first step for or protocol is like start introducing more warm things into your diet Mm -hmm. so like I never drink cold drinks or like ice water Um, I eat salads but like there's always going to be a dressing on it to kind of counter that cold dryness Mm -hmm. and again the idea is that when we eat food or like drink specific temperatures like our body has to warm it up so that it can like be broken down and assimilated so if the body doesn't have to work that hard to bring it all into the into like our cells and our blood vessels Mm -hmm. then it's a lot less energy that we have to expend Mm -hmm. and then we can use that energy to building more hair to like having better memory and like a stronger immune system and so yeah, I would say that like a lot of people, because I have like a lot of digestive issues as well. It's yeah. Like, Why don't you try eating like something warm instead of that cold, crunchy mm-hmm. salad every single day? Mm-hmm. It does feel good, especially on days like this. Yeah, when and it's that's, hot. Yeah. It's yeah. natural. Like it's yeah. our internal trying to balance out what's outside of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I used to eat smoothie bowls in the winter and like yeah. I would wear like a blanket. <laughs> and there was something in my body that was like, this is, this is wrong. But yeah. like I, I wasn't wow. listening to it. And so mm-hmm. now it all makes sense. And I feel like strengthening mm-hmm. digestion is actually a big tenant of Ayurveda as well. But strengthening your digestive system and really supporting it is like the key to strengthening everything else in your body. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I actually I did that. heal my gut through cooked foods. So oh. I, yeah, and I feel very passionately about it. That, because, right? Yeah. And of course, you know, there's still times where like my digestion gets a little out of whack and things like that. But for the mm-hmm. most part, like that was the biggest difference I had ever seen was through mm-hmm. cooked food. So I, I agree. It's so underrated but like you said I think it's because we we live in California it's hot and people are like oh salads smoothies like that's just kind of what we're drawn to but I want to touch on your sole purpose coaching and like what you're doing and what's next for you and totally yeah so please share that with us so I am just an ever-evolving human being as we all are and I realized that like we can learn intuitive eating and we can learn how to treat our body well but like for why, like for what, mm-hmm. you know? And I actually got into trying to figure out like, okay, what is it that's like really my purpose? What am I here for when I was going through this existential crisis of going to like med school or learning Ayurveda? And I realized like, it's the same thing. It just depends on how I want to live it, right? Because yeah. I realized my purpose is to help other people heal themselves. Mm-hmm. I can't heal you. You mm-hmm. guys just do that for yourselves. Right. And like being able to teach that is really what I find is so like that. W- that's what makes my life so fiery. Like I'm mm-hmm. excited about every day mm-hmm. and I wanted to yeah. learn how to do that and like open that up for other people and help them use their purpose as a modality of eating better, of making better choices, of allowing themselves to not be on a diet and like making peace with what their body looks like mm-hmm. because once we can realize or like find out 
this is actually like the big thing that I'm here for. This body is just a vessel for me to be able to do that. And it's important for me to keep it healthy, but I don't need to obsess over it. Like, cause I really just want to make music or like make art to make life more beautiful Mm -hmm. or make, like be on a talk show and share and highlight other creators and other professionals and Mm -hmm. people in like the vegan space. Like that's a purpose in and of itself. Um, But how can we do that if we don't have a healthy body? And so I started to lean more into that. And that is a, I guess it's a service that I provide, but it's more so just conversation and really holding people in a container and helping them find what that is, realize or know what's holding them back from actually doing it and like being their hype woman to really help them do it. I love that because I feel like we all know somebody who's like super, super talented, could be like excelling in something, but there's something holding them back. They just need like a little push. They need someone to like see what the world sees in them and like Mm -hmm. guide them in that direction. Everybody needs like their little hype woman. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Well, we will definitely link all of her social media in the description box down below. I mean, you're all over the place. You're on Instagram. You're on YouTube. She's got her website for her dietitian. <laughs> like, I mean, we got links galore for you. So please, please, please go see Amanda. Go follow her. Give her some love. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Yeah, Thank you for being here. Yeah, we would love to have you come back. I mean, I know we yeah. have a million questions yeah. to ask oh, you please. that we can get open to. Book. I didn't realize this was already like forty. I know, I know, it goes fast. What's happening today? Like, we're just like so into the conversation, we don't realize how much time has passed. But yeah, we have a lot to learn from you. I have a lot of internal work to do. Now I have to give up my ice water too, so I'm going through a lot right now. Slowly, slowly. Slowly, slowly. Now I want like a warm soup. Like, I want like, like a warm, like blended up soup. Yes, like, like carrot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I to ask you our, our fun so question. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's your? Oh, do you want to ask? Ask her. Okay, so if you were to pick one meal to eat for the rest of your life, what would that be? Oh my god! So like literally the opposite of what I've told you guys. So, like, <laughs> an acai bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you posted the most beautiful one the other day, and I was like, I'm driving to get that. All the time. Okay, but like for the summer. Yeah. Right. There's there's seasons. Yes. Yeah. So if I'm being mindful, if it's really hot, like a nice acai bowl with like great granola toppings Mm. and olive fruit. Um, But if it's in the winter, just like colder times, it's so vague, but like just like a basics bowl. Uh, have you guys been to Real Food Day? Yes. Yeah. You know they have like the basics Love. where you can just like put things together. Mm-hmm. So basically, some iteration of that, like a bomb sauce. I've been really obsessed with bitchin sauce right now. Oh yeah. Like Love all sauce. the different flavors. So something like that. Mm-hmm. I would. I could eat that. I literally eat that every night because there's so many different ways. Yeah. 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 There's so many different things yeah. you can use that bitchin sauce for too. Totally. Love that. Yeah. Great answers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go follow her just to see her beautiful acai bowls that she eats because she posted one and I was like. I'll drive to the Inland Empire for that. Yeah. I'll meet you there. I will meet you there. Let's do it. So, yes. Okay. Definitely follow her. Make sure you guys comment down below if you would like to see her come back. Comment any questions you have for her. I feel like she's a wealth of knowledge and we should pressure her to come back. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need pressure. Yay. Make sure you guys give this video a thumbs up if you liked it. Subscribe to our channel. Follow our individual social medias. Follow The Vegan View on TikTok and Instagram. Subscribe to our Facebook page and we'll see you next week for another episode. Bye! Bye.